Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here and welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, this interview is like no interview I have ever done. I've gone a bit left field on you here, but I think you're going to love it. This guy has a bundle of energy and he's known as the world's biggest blagger. So he's a YouTube vlogger. Recently, you may have seen on YouTube a video that went viral, got millions of views where he sneaked into a Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor fight. He got photos with the fighters. He got second or third row tickets. He'll tell you how much they are and how he got in. And I grill him on how he does it and how he overcomes the objections. He just, he randomly flies to places all over the world, thinks, you know, like Wimbledon or, you know, the Brit Awards or the MTV Awards or the EMAs or whatever, and blags his way in as if he's some kind of celebrity. So he just literally follows himself around the world with a video camera, vlogging on what he does. And I think you are going to love it. So here is my Disruptive Entrepreneur interview with Simon Wilson. So, what is this, this world's biggest blagger? Just start talking. Well, why are you known as one of the world's biggest blaggers? So, it all started with Conor McGregor. Obviously, I, I snuck into Conor McGregor versus Mayweather in Vegas. Wait a minute. When you say obviously, a lot yeah. of people here aren't going to know. So, when Conor uh, fought Mayweather in Las Vegas, I basically went to Vegas just to soak up the atmosphere. There was no intention of going to the fight at all. Blagged a free ticket to the weigh-in. Went to the weigh-in and the atmosphere was just like next level, as you can imagine. Mm. So I just thought, oh my God, I need to be at that fight. I just need to be there. So I went to the ticket booth. I was like, oh, how much are the tickets? And they were like, oh, the cheapest ticket we've got is three grand. I thought, not only did I not want to pay that, I didn't have it anyway. (laughs) So I was like, I can't. So I just thought, you know what? I'm going to sneak in. I'm just going (laughs) to, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to gamble. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So I went back to the hotel room, switched the camera on and, that's where the video started, and next so that you've you've done a video and it's had like a huge amount of views, hasn't it? Yeah, so across all platforms, millions. Wow, millions, millions. of views. Yeah, of you basically just doing a little vlog in your pants, going, "I'm going to sneak in," <laughs> yeah. and and um and basically snuck into the yeah, fight. Yeah, exactly. So it was filmed on my camera, my iPhone. I edited it all on my iPhone. Yeah. So it's the most basic as video. So ever, you didn't pay for the ticket. Didn't pay for the ticket. But you got in. But I got in. And and you got how close to the fight? So I was three rows from the front. Right. It was like 800 grand seat. It was just, oh, sorry, 800 grand seat, 100 grand seat. Yeah. Watched the fight. Watched the, all Bit, the fight. A few photo bombs of Connor. Photo bombs of Connor. <laughs> chilling with the stars. And then I went to the post-press conference afterwards. Right. So what's mad though, and nobody knows this, right? When I was in the post-press conference at the end, um, so who had it? Showtime. 
So when Connor came out and he was asking questions, the woman was by the side with a clipboard. So obviously everybody from the media was putting their hands up. Mm. So I was putting, I thought, oh my God, if I could ask a question in the post press conference, it would have been sick. Yeah. So I was putting my hand up to ask a question. And the woman was just looking at me going, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't manage to get that in. Right. But. So I want to ask you how you did it. So obviously mm. my podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur, and all the people that follow me, they're entrepreneurs. Yeah. And every now and again, I like to share something a bit different, which is this. Yeah. But I guess if there's a theme, uh, you know, like it sounds like you've got courage, you've got kahunas. It sounds like you haven't really got a fear of getting rejected. You just sort of think, I want to do this and then you do it. And I'd really yeah. like to explore that. Yeah. Um, but this is the Connor thing wasn't the first time you've done this kind of blaggery. No, definitely. So tell not. us about another time. So I've done them. I've done a lot after and I've done a lot before that I've not filmed. Like if we go back five years ago, I snuck into Wimbledon, into Centre Court. I watched Roger Federer <laughs> versus Djokovic. Yeah. And I watched um, Murray versus Songa. So I watched the two semi-finals. Is this not like illegal? Um, it's not illegal. It's trespassing and trespassing is a civil matter. So Right. So you've, you've worked out <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah, I've done my research. Just because you're living out <laughs> yeah. to a lot of people. All here. about the due diligence. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. And uh, yeah, tell us some other things you've done. Other um, So after the Conor McGregor, I went to LA. I did the 69th Emmy Awards which was just crazy. I went to the Governor's Ball afterwards with like James Corden, like all the main stars. That's where everybody goes to get their Emmys engraved. I've done Sports Personality of the Year. I saw that. That Liverpool. looked great. You've yeah, got like oh, that was... arm in arm photos with Gareth these Southgate and everything. Yeah. yeah. Ask him about the World Cup in Russia. Yeah. Crazy. Is, I mean, do all these people, because it's such a like a close environment, do they all look at you like you should be there and just don't assume you shouldn't? Yeah, so in regards to that, yeah, they do. They just assume I should be there. Yeah. And I think that's where like confidence comes into play, where right. you just I always act as if I'm supposed to be there. Right. And I think when you act like that, it, it's energy. You know, people, if I was a bit awkward or a bit, you know, yeah. people might think, oh, who's that guy sort yeah. of thing. But, you know, I just walk around like I own the place sort right. of thing. So, so, you know, there's a lot in business, isn't there? And in mindset about acting as if, mm. you know, they say fake it till you make it, though I prefer be it till you see it. But... Yeah. Um, do you think that helps then, you know, putting yourself in that state of I'm meant to be here, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. And do you find that people feed off you in a different way? Yeah, 100%, 100%. It's about just confidence. And like you said, it's about just when you're there and you're just acting as if you're supposed to be there and you're having conversations, you're on their level, you know, when... Yeah. Don't get me wrong, when I was in the Connor thing, I was shaking, you know, speaking to Connor <laughs> yeah. McGregor and Mayweather and speaking to Mayweather's dad, like having a conversation yeah. with Gerard Butler, you know, all these people. I was like this with the camera, I was actually like <laughs> like yeah. shaking, but, you know, since then and the more I've done it and the more I've filmed it and stuff like that, now it, they, they're just normal people, do you yeah. get me? And I don't pedestal them anymore. So yeah. you just have a, you're, you're yourself with them, you have a conversation with them and people, it's as if I was supposed to be there. Yeah. So. Yeah, and... um. Have you got better at it? You know, have you almost like worked mm. out a model and a system? Yeah, I wouldn't say a model or a system, but again, it's just how you speak to people. Yeah. But I think that's always, I've always been like that with people. Do you get me? I just wish you were my wingman when I was single, mate. That, <laughs> that would have been so good. I would have had We'd such have a dry yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so, I interrupted you. Go yeah, on. no. So, um, where was I? I forgot now. No, me um, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, system. Have you developed a system? Yeah. Have you got better at it? So, again, it. it I haven't really got a system as such. It's more of how you speak to people and sort of how you get in. And how do you speak to people? Just building instant rapport. You know, when you go up to a security guard, if you're like, oh, me, I'm going in, I'll try and walk past him, he's going to stop you. So 
how I, how I normally do it is, you know, you go to the security guard, oh, mate, how long have you been working for? And he's like, oh, 10 hours. I'm like, yeah. oh, mate, I've had a long day myself. I've been here since eight. And you, you have that conversation with him. And yeah. once you've sort of had that conversation, see you later, mate, and you walk in, it's as if you're supposed to be there right. anyway, if that makes sense. Yeah. So at each sort of checkpoint where you're yeah. not supposed to get through, mm. you're just trying to act like you're like the main guy that's supposed to get through. Correct. And they let you through. Exactly that. I just act <laughs> as if I'm a part of the... Because that, that's what it was in Vegas. You know, I'd go up to a security guard and I'd be like, oh, mate, how hot is it here? He'd be like, oh, yeah, it's boiling. I'd be like, oh, I just can't wait to finish today. And they'd be like, oh, so what time do you finish, mate? And I was like, well, it depends, really. Could be late, could be a bit earlier. What about yourself? By then, they think you're a part of it anyway, and then you're just walking straight in, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> crazy. Funny, man. Um, what else, what others have you done? So, Emmy Award, Sports Personality, Bloody hell, I've done that. I've forgotten myself now. Um, I did the MTV Awards. Right. That was awesome. Backstage All the Stars, yeah. Eminem, Stormzy, French Montana, you name it. So like I'm a bit old to know a couple <laughs> of those. those so How'd you do it then? Come on, tell us. I know you've said acting as if and all that. Yeah. There must be more to it than that. You can't just rock up and go, and, and you're in backstage. So how'd you do it? It literally is just about tipping up. They've all been about tipping up. Like, the McGregor. Tipping up, as in turning. Yeah, as in, sorry. sorry. I speak it, Peter for a minute. I don't <laughs> understand what I mean. Yeah, it's all about just, t- for me, it's, I turn up yeah. and I assess it from there. Right. Turn and up, no money, no ticket. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that. Like the MTV Awards. When I went to London, I went down to London to see a friend. I saw a poster for MTV Awards and I thought, I'm here. I may as well try it. So I tried it. I turned up at the venue. I'd never seen the venue in my life. When it said at Wembley, I thought it was at the stadium, but not until I got to the stadium, I realised Wembley's actually got like an SSE arena at the side, which is like a more of a concert place. I didn't even realise it was there until I actually physically got there. And then I thought, right, how am I going to do this? So I was just walking around. How'd you do it when you like, because surely you go to a place with a ticket. Yeah, and, you know, well, you have a ticket, you get in. You don't have a ticket, you don't get in. Clearly, I've got a closed mind here. I'm not yeah, thinking that yeah. So how are you getting in without tickets? So, again, for the MTV Awards, I actually walk to a public entrance with a ticket. Um, how, not with a ticket, yeah. to the ticket place right. where he takes tickets. Yeah. And then they've got, like, the airport scanners. Yeah. So I put my bag and my camera on the side to go through, and the guy goes, oh, can I see your ticket? So I was like mate, do you think I carry this camera around for a laugh? I was like, I'm working. Right. And he just went, no problem, mate. And I just walked <laughs> through. But then with the McGregor one and... Do you like plan these little scripts? Because no, I remember when completely. I used to try and go up to women when I was yeah. trying to get out of my way. I'd try and plan the first line. <laughs> so I'm not there like... <laughs> you don't even plan completely it. Completely not planned. Just, so you literally yeah. are just a blagger. Uh, no, com- no. Obviously there's more yeah. to you than that. But. Yeah, but honestly, it's completely not scripted. After There's no preparation. There's no plan. There's, and, you know, the MTV Awards and the McGregor... You know, I'm in skinny jeans. I, you know, I'm not got the attire I've not got I'm not trying to blend in with anybody I'm not trying yeah. to I, I'm, I've gone as me with with my camera and you know do you not get scared you're not like you know you're putting your camera on through to go to the mm. scanner you know someone's going to ask you where's your ticket do you not like <laughs> shit yourself not really if I'm <laughs> honest like there's a bit of like oh my god you know if I get caught but and does I that just... kind of like excite you Oh, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. I'm just like, right, let's go. But with me, like, and this is what I'm like in every aspect of my life, I'm always pushing the boundaries. So once you're in, you're in then. So you think, "Mm, what can I do next? What can I do next? What can I do next? And that's been the case every time. Like the Conor McGregor fight, I walked out with McGregor to the ring. You know, 
I never thought I'd be doing that, sat in a hotel. Do you get? And then I got in, and then I walked into the ring. Same with MTV. I got in to the public entrance, so I'm in. Actually, can watch the show now. Yeah. But I'm like, I need to get backstage. Right. So then. I try and I get backstage and then I'm backstage. So basically, the, the harder it is for you to get in, the more you want to do it. A hundred percent. Yeah, you're like a, a sadomasochist. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> just in. Wow. Crazy. Man, that is, um, that is crazy. I don't think I've ever met anyone that's mm. done anything like that. You know what? We were talking about the, uh, this before we put the video on. Um, there was a TV show about a guy who got in on a Man U yeah. team photograph. And, yeah. Um, so you'd have to check that out and watch that. There's a whole documentary about how mm. it happened. And it made me think, you should have a TV show. Yeah. You've got some news about that, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. So basically a company in LA, like I can't say too much just because at the stage you're at, but a company in LA wanted to speak to me about the Conor McGregor. That was solely off the McGregor video. Right. Everything I've done since has just been like... So has your life gone a bit crazy since that? Yeah, video? it's and all gone a bit crazy. Everyone like me wanting a piece of your time <laughs> and all that. It's literally gone mad. And obviously the more I've done, it just adds to it. Yeah. Um, but I was never meant to go to LA from Vegas. I was supposed to come back to Boston to fly home. Uh, because I was actually on a new series on ITV2. I don't know if you've seen that at all. What's it called? Uh, Dress to Impress. Oh, okay. So I was on that. Um, all right, I'll have, to, I'll have to watch that. Yeah, it was a good yeah. episode. Like, I won the episode sort of thing. So yeah, what, it was good. like that? I was. I'm only yeah. No, I, I actually talk. was. Yeah. I actually was. So um, yeah, I was supposed to fly back to the UK, but then I got a call from a company in LA who wanted to meet me. I met them, went really well. Met another production company, management company, sort of going along and then, you know, I've been signed. We're looking at doing a show. I'm looking about flying out there next February. It's in creative stages at the minute. Are so you allowed to say what the show's about? I can't, but... It Come on, give I, us something. I, the all these people watching <laughs> you live. The only thing I can say is that it sort of goes in with my brand that anything is achievable. Right. In sort of like, you know, if you put your mind... You know, everything I've ever done, it's been about having a crazy idea in my head. I've believed in that idea. I've wanted to do it and I've made it happen. Yeah. So that's the sort of bones of the TV show. Right. So other than that, you'll have to wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, when you know what it is, where it is, when it is. Yeah, 100%. If you can let my community know first. And we'll, Definitely. We'll, we'll follow you and support your work. Oh, I really so appreciate there's a that. few other things I want to, want to get into. Um, one is, um, I said to you before we put the cameras on that I felt that like, you're 26, aren't you? Yeah. And I'm 39. So we're almost like half to two thirds of a generation apart. And I've definitely noticed more with... Um, people around your age, there seems to generally be a more free, carefree attitude. Mm. You were saying, oh, I just went to LA or Vegas for a month. I only had 200 quid in my pocket. I yeah. had no more money left. Whereas I was, you know, at 26, I was trying to build an empire. Yeah. And buying all these properties and, I, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so just talk about that. You know, the fact that you just seem to travel a lot and be free and don't always have a lot of money mm. in your pocket, but you seem to be able to get by and have fun. Yeah. Well, to be honest... Before I travelled, like before last year, so sort of from 17 to 24, I, I didn't really travel a great deal. I had the holiday, you know, the main holiday every year, but I hadn't really travelled. It was only because I wanted to sort of find, I didn't feel I'd found my passion yeah. yet. Because you, you, I mean, obviously we know each other from property. Exactly, and you were yeah. in property heavily, weren't you? Yeah, so I was in property for years. Like I was in Milton Keynes. I worked for a big high estate agents, high end estate agency in London. Yeah. I opened my own estate agents in Kettering as well. Right. You know, I did, I did a load of things, but nothing ever sort of clicked with it for me. I never thought, I thought, right, I love this. I want to do this. Yeah. So that's when I thought, you know, I'm just going to go traveling and, you know, I'm just going to put myself out there and grow as a person and experience things. And, I'd, ne I'd always like 
done things with people. Yeah. And I just thought, if I travel alone, you know, you're throwing yourself in the deep end. And going to Thailand, like one story, like changed it for me. And I've always said, like, when I went to Thailand. On your own? I went to, no, I went with a friend for that one. Yeah. I traveled on my own, but I met a friend there. And there was this guy and he'd take us around in the taxi every day. He just lived sort of next to the hotel. He had a little shed, a hammock. And he took me back. He was taking us around every day, like a 10 pound to literally take us out for the day. It was crazy yeah. cheap. And then when he was taking me back to the airport, I said to him, I said, do you like Thailand? And he looked at me staffed and he was like, he was like my country. And I was like, yeah. And he just went, I, and it, like you could see the emotion in him and he went, I love my country. And something like, it was a bit of an epiphany for me. Like I just thought this guy has got nothing at all. He, he sleeps in a hammock outside this little shed, which he calls home. Yeah. And I thought he's happier than me. <laughs> Do yeah. you get me? Like, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I hate Wrexham and shit. Sort of thing. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. And this guy, sorry. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy is like, so, and I just thought, oh my God, I thought I need to, I, I need to, I don't, I don't know, something just clear. It I just, just opened thought, your mind. Yeah, yeah. completely. And that, when Travel I, can do that to you, can't it? Yeah. 100%. And when I got home, like I said to you before we started filming, that, you know, I was going to come home from Thailand, get back, get my head stuck into it, make things happen like I've always done. Yeah. But I just had to go travelling again. And right. that's when I went to America with like $200. Yeah. So what's crazy. the thought process in that then? Is it like... Um, I've not got much money. I challenge myself to get out of my comfort zone or I love the thrill of the chase mm. or I want to go and experience new places. You know what? Because for me, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you, like if I only had 200 quid left, I'd be like, yeah. you know, I wouldn't find yeah. that exciting. You know well, I mean? that's the thing. A lot of people message me while I was out there saying, oh my God, I'd love to do what you're doing. Then I'd, me I'd and I got, I'm saying hundreds of their messages. Yeah. Then I'd message back, why don't you? Yeah. And all of them would come back with, I haven't got enough money. Mm. I, 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 oh, and then you I say, well, I ain't Well, to be honest, I, I, at that point, I just thought, I didn't say anything. Right, yeah. I just thought, I'll just leave it at that. And I, but inside, I'm thinking, I would put my life on you having more money yeah, than yeah, me and me doing that. Yeah. And but when and you say, you just go out there and find work and yeah, hustle. just make it happen. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, when you're, it's like with anything. It's like like when I had the business as well. When something gets, when you can't eat, right? When you're literally, you can't. You've got no money for food, or you haven't got food. You're in foreign land with absolutely nobody. You can't ring your mum up and say, yeah. "Mom, can you drop me off a butty?" Yeah. You know. You're there. You have to make you get things resourceful. happen. You have yeah. to. And you know, when I was there, I literally the first time I went, I spent literally half my money in the first night. I'm sleeping in some hostel in Boston. I've got my laptop in bed with me because I'm scared of leaving it. Thing I'm thinking, what the have I done here, yeah. sort of thing. But the next day, I'm thinking, right, I need to make this happen. What networking events are going? I went to a networking event, Landmark Forum. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did the Landmark Forum in Boston. Right. But I went to like this introductory meeting yeah. at the start and there was like 300 people in the room and he was like does anybody want to share a story I put my hand up I stood up in front of like 300 people and just said I know this sounds a bit nuts but I said I'm from the UK I flew to Boston last night I'm very short on money I've got sort of nowhere to stay after tonight and I'd love to get some part-time work to make some money I said if anybody knows of any of those two things I'd really appreciate it Everyone's like clapping, fair dues to the guy. Fair dues. And obviously yeah. Americans being, you know, really enthusiastic as well. Yeah. Like at the end, they got like, loads of high fives. Loads. <laughs> yeah. And at the end, there was like people coming up to me. They were like, oh, listen, I've got work. We've got this. You know, I'll help you out. Stay with me for a few nights. Stay with me for a few nights. So it was like, it just come from there. And, you know, when you, it's the same with it. When you put something out and you, that energy, it, it comes yeah. back. Mm. It comes back. 
I've always said to people that sometimes the fact that they're comfortable is actually a bit of an enemy of them going and doing new things. Yeah, 100%. Because we've all got this thing you said about, you know, when you can't eat and you've got no money left, every human being on the planet will get very resourceful. They'll pick up the mm. phone. They'll call people in the phone book. They'll go to events like this. They'll exactly. just say, hey, everyone, I'll, I'll go and work for you. They'll walk into mm. an estate agent and say, hey, I'll go and get in your car and do viewings for you. Exactly. Um, but they don't mm. when they're just on that sort of comfort level. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, probably you're a great example for people of getting yourself uncomfortable from time mm. to time. And, and, and have you found that um, that's a, th a thrilling experience for you? Have you ever had any moments where you've thought, why don't I just do something fucking normal? Yeah, or, like, I thought that. <laughs> but your mum says yeah. that all the time. Simon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, like, she's like, what do you actually do? I'm like, yeah. I don't really know, to be honest. Yeah. But no, there's been more, like loads of times I've thought, you know what? I just need to chill out a bit. <laughs> yeah. I thought I just need to sort of like get a job, get, get, get a girlfriend, a job. do exactly. normal stuff, buy a house, <laughs> and stay there for the next twenty years. But no, I just thought I've thought that on a few occasions. But again, it's just getting getting past those bits and just and you know when your money starts coming in and you look back at those times, it means so much more. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's just great. And, but going back to what you were saying about um, what sort of drives me mm. to do that. I've always had the mentality since I was like 15, 16, that as long as my parents have a house with a room in it, I've always got somewhere to stay. Yeah. And every business, when I was in property and I thought, I'll go to Milton Keynes, I thought, if it doesn't work out, my parents have got a house yes. with a room in it, I've always got somewhere to go back to. When I opened the estate agent, I thought, Do you know what, if I lose everything, if my parents have got a house, I've still got a room to go back mm. to. So the, the reward's always been greater than the risk, and yeah. I'm always about that, you know, if the end goal is bigger than the risk, it's worth it. Yeah. Like one of my goals while I was in Hollywood as well, I did a video on it, was I wanted to climb to the Hollywood sign and sit in the letters. Right. But I got there and the Hollywood sign's on a, literally yes. on a cliff. And yeah. I just thought, I'm not risking my yeah. life to join. And, but with the McGregor fight, the, the reward was greater than the risk. Yeah. So it was, it's all been about that. And that's what's sort of driven me. I've sort of worked out the pros and the cons. And yeah. the pros are always higher. It's, it's a no-brainer. Right. So you're not as frivolous and carefree as maybe it might seem yeah well yeah i i'm not am, risking everything i'm not risking everything but at the same time i am very impulsive with things you know yeah. sometimes i do things i think shit i should have thought about that yeah. sort of thing but yeah like i always yeah. weigh things up definitely and, and i think that's um a good point you know a lot of people who follow me they're in property they've got their own business all that yeah. kind of stuff and you know let's say they're in a job and they want to start property like you did and i did you yeah. know both i you and i have done that at a young age and people think it's a massive risk, but what they don't realise is they leave their job, they try property, it doesn't work, then go back to their job. Yeah. Uh, oh, but I fell out with my boss. We'll go and get a job at a different company. Oh, mm. but I'll have to take a pay cut. Fine, take a 20 cent pay cut and reduce your expenses by 20%. Yeah. It's, it's actually not as big a risk as you think. Yeah. But what about the upside? Exactly. You know, for me, you know, and, and, and you, you know how great property is. Yeah. Um, Definitely. So, yeah. That's and, the, and the thing with it is as well, and this relates completely with property and the fact that when I, when I, when I bought my first house when I was 18, I bought it for 37,500 on a Friday, yeah. literally got an investor, agreed purchase price, sold it the following Friday for 52,500. Mm. I, I flipped it for 15,000 pounds, obviously yeah. less legal fees. We didn't do any refurb on it because we got it at like 50% because I knew the agent. Yeah. But when I'm going with this was at the time I worked, I was a modern apprentice for Wrexham County Borough Council. I was earning 500 pound a month and I just made 15 grand in a week. I'm thinking, oh my God, I quit my job. I went into property full time from that moment. Yeah. And property, you know, it was great, but with everything in life, it had, it, you know, everything's got ups and downs sort of thing. But mm. 
when I flipped that house, made 15 grand in a week, I thought I'm going to be a millionaire at the end of the year. I thought, yeah. oh my God, I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 20. You know, and now I'm 26 and I'm still not a millionaire. Yeah. But this sort of videoing now has worked for me and obviously I'm going to do a TV show and it's going to be mega. You know, it's yeah. it, it, it's sort of like, I've sort of, I'm, you know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but at the same time, I've sort of made it in a way, yeah. sort of thing. I've, I've got there now, I've got the audience and it's growing. Yeah. But... When you look at it on the whole scale, you know, I got into property when I was 18. I've been entrepreneurial and trying different things since I was 18, and now mm. I'm 26 and something's clicked. Yeah. It's taken me eight years. You know, people get into things and think, oh yeah, in 12 months I'm going to be like that. He was, I was yeah. one of them people, but you've just got to stick at it and it does work. Yeah. I would never advise anybody going back to a job because mm. your life's over then, isn't it? Yeah. And sometimes you do have to try a fair few things. You mm. know, we look, at, we look at the next opportunity and we think, oh, that's going to make us a lot of money or be perfect. Yeah. And, you know, the rare few times it is. Mm. Sometimes we change when we didn't give enough chance. But often, actually, the thing that works for us is the fourth try or the yeah. fifth try. I was an artist, I was an architect, I was a pub landlord, yeah. you know, all of those things. And whilst they were decent in some ways, like you said about this, yeah. and property wasn't my heart's calling. So sometimes you just got to keep trying. Exactly, 100%. And you've definitely followed your heart with this, haven't you? Completely. And it's always been there, though. That's the thing. It's always been there. Because it was about, God, it was, I don't know how many years ago, but years ago, I applied for The Apprentice, and I got through quite a few of the stages, Mm. and I didn't get it. And I thought, It's funny, you know, you say that, because I've met a few people like that. I got to the last, um, I got to the last cull, so it was about 20 of us. Um, or 24 of us, and I, and I knew all the people that were on the show. So yeah. It's funny how we all do things like yeah. this. And my mate Joe won it, you know, Joe Valenti, yeah, yeah. He, he won it. Jesus. Yeah. So, but sorry, yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, but when you look, when you look, when I did that, I thought, I love this, you know, going to the interviews yeah. and bouncing forward. You know, did you remember all the exercises you did in the interview process? It was yeah. so much fun. Yeah. That actually, it's probably a good job you weren't on that. Yeah. It probably would have branded you maybe in the not right yeah, way. Yeah, in a different um, way. But yeah, I just remember that so many funny. They, they had this cardboard box, banana skin, like empty film reel, and you had to stand up in front of a guy in front of everyone, pick it up and sell him a banana skin and pitch it to him and all that kind of stuff. It was like crazy. Loved it. Yeah. But yeah, like I got a bit ahead of myself in those things. I made myself look a complete idiot. <laughs> yeah. So I thought I'll go in there, give it the big one. But yeah, that never worked. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like. But going through that process, I loved that process. Like mm. that was a passion. I yeah. was like buzzing for it. And when I didn't get it, I just thought, oh, all right, that that was that. And yeah. you know, I was in property, and that sort of went. But I always thought I'd love to do something like that. So now I'm actually doing what I love. Yes. Yeah. It's just honestly, it, it doesn't feel like work. No. It and now figuring a way how to monetize it. Exactly. Because I always say to people, you know what? If you do what you love, as long as there is a proven market out there and yeah. you're good at it as well, because mm. um, you know I love playing the drums, but you only get twenty. £20 an hour and I'm not very good so that yeah. won't work but yeah, um, you know, you'll find a way to monetize it 100% and I think when you do something you love and like if you'd have said to me like even 18 months ago like oh in 18 months you'll be sitting with me with a, with a camera and you will have done extra I'd have yeah. not a chance you know yeah. I never thought I'd be doing videos with a camera yeah. like it just it wasn't going to happen but yeah. it's just mad how life takes you down that and you know if you, you jump on the way exactly even, yeah. and meet as and i always say to like my brother and sister meet as many as people as you can meet yeah. as much people as you can and you know put out that energy and what you really want and be passionate every mm. day and life does take you it's law of attraction but at the same time you've got to work for that yeah. as well one experience i want to tell you about yeah. just I, before you do yes yeah, because i got I've, I've, i keep forgetting to ask yeah this. yeah don't forget that 
I asked you before the cameras went on, what do you actually do? And you found it really hard to answer. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think it would just be cool for you to say what you do. Yeah. Um, you're filming my bald spot on that camera. <laughs> this is like the worst <laughs> angle for me ever. So yeah, what, tell us all what you do, actually. Yeah. So, what would you put on your CV? So, <laughs> that's a good... So I've done, like, again, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm a vlogger. I like, you're I a vlogger, you're yeah. a blagger. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I focus on my YouTube channel now. Yeah. So, a lot of the videos I do, like, this year, I'm committing myself to do at least one video a week. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of documenting my journey now, sort of thing. I want to, you know, once I sort of get wherever it is I'm going, yeah. I want to be able to look on these, back at these times and go, oh, do you remember that day I was in Peterborough? Yeah. So, I'm just... I'm just vlogging yeah. my journey, so that's the plan. But obviously, at the same time, I'm looking to do like company videos and stuff, right. which just brings in. So you're basically you know, the... documenting your life and your passion. Correct. Now, that is cool, by the way. Yeah. And I just want to say something to either young entrepreneurs watching mm. or older entrepreneurs watching. Twenty years ago, you ask everyone what they do: solicitor, you know, yeah. a lawyer, a banker, and that's fine. I'm not knocking that. Yeah. Now you ask young kids what they do. I'm a YouTuber. Yeah. I'm a podcaster. I'm a vlogger. How much are you making? 50 grand a month? YouTube. What? It, the That's world crazy. has changed. And um, I think you've got to get on with it and, and embrace it. And people can document their life. I'm, I'm mm. mates with Yanni, who has Yanimize. I don't know if you know that the car wrapping business. He's just got a 12 um, episode TV show on Dave. Um, basically, because he wraps a load of supercars. And he's a Fuck really, man. he's a really mm. racy, fun, interesting personality. And basically, he had a car wrapping business, did a few celebs, mm. and now he's got a million followers on Instagram, and he's basically doing Jesus. what he likes. And his business is more now about his Instagram followers yeah. as it is wrapping cars, and he's yeah. doing 12-episode TV shows on Dave, which is massive. It's crazy how yeah. it goes. Like Because obviously, with my videos, I've had a few approaches by sponsors and stuff like yeah. that who want to be involved in what I'm doing, like putting a brand out there, things like that. So it's crazy how you can actually monetize that as yeah. well. Like the bigger you get, obviously, like I was actually reading, like listening to something on the way down, and it was saying like Logan Paul, one of the biggest yes, YouTubers. Yes, he's huge, isn't he? Like one of his, like if he posts something for somebody else, according to Forbes, he gets like 60 grand a post. Yeah. And then for his YouTube, he gets even more again. Well, like, Ronaldo, Ronaldo gets 300,000 a tweet if he endorses one of his brands. Rory McIlroy, you know, with Nike mm. and Rolex and all that gets... Yeah, I mean, obviously they're celebs, yeah. but um, this is a big thing at the moment is the amount of followers you have and, mm. you know, the subscribers you have, there's, not that you should turn them all into dollars, but there is a, you know, a pence mm. or a pound amount per yeah, subscriber. Yeah, definitely. Whether you choose to sell ads or, um, you know, um, you, you can sell your other products or do subscriptions. Exactly, that's And, and that is the modern business model. Mm. And I and love that, it. And that's the thing, like, where I'm at at the minute, like... Because I love what I'm doing. I'm not even thinking about that. Yeah. But it's still, like, I got, my YouTube account is monetized. So, yeah. like, when I How do you monetize it? So, Google AdSense. So, Google put all their adverts on it. Right. So, so you get paid per view, basically. Yeah. So, all my channel, every video on my channel is um, is monetized. Right. So, you'll see adverts before. So, you basically get a recurring passive income on every video you've done, even exactly. six months or a year and ago. And that's exactly it. Because, like, people say about, like, network marketing, things like that. YouTube sort of like that. Yeah. Because, the mo like, my McGregor video still gets, like, a thousand views a day now. Yeah. So, you know, that keeps building up. Probably and then more now. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Keep watering. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it's crazy. It just keeps building up. But yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not earning a salary out of it at the minute. But at the same time, it's only going to grow. It's only going to get yeah. bigger. I'm only going to keep adding to it. And you just add into it, add into it, add into it. Like yeah. the McGregor will get a thousand a day. 
Emmys will get 500, MTV 500, you know, it all adds up sort of thing, and that's every day. Yeah. Well, I have one point, just over 1.3 million subscribers now to my podcast. Flipping so out. how many of them are going to be, hopefully a lot of them, yeah. visiting, visiting your videos and all that kind of stuff? So um, Some going. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. And likewise. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I've always said, uh, and I think I was a bit slow on this, yeah. um, and I kick myself, but hey, past is past. Um, Every video you do, every podcast you do, every mm. audio you do, because I come from property and so do you. I yeah. see it as an asset just like I see property as an asset. Definitely. If you put good content out there, if you mm. help people, and with Logan Paul it's more sort of entertainment. Yeah. With you it's entertainment. But I'm trying to I'm trying to sort of do um, entertainment but more information as well. So you can do yeah. like the I think the Americans call it edutainment. Yeah. Um, you know, where it's education yeah. and in uh, um, entertainment. Um, you put good work out there, you put it on all the pl pl platforms like YouTube and podcast and mm. wherever else, and that could be watched for the next 5, 10, 15 years. Listen exactly. to millions of listens, subscriptions. Um, so you know you said you want to do one video a week. I'm gonna, yeah. I reckon you should do more. I think you're such <laughs> yeah. an interesting guy. With such an, I mean, I only normally interview very, very high level sort of celebrity type people. Yeah. Um, but you know, I wanted to get you on the show because you're such an interesting guy. Oh, I appreciate it. So right? I think more than one, not I telling do, you like, what to do. Well, but my, my plan is with it is that when I go back to America, hopefully like February, March, yeah. I want to up it to like a daily vlog. Yes. I want to document it. Gary V does the daily one, doesn't exactly. he? Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's my plan. I want to yeah. do the daily vlog, but it's so much work. Yeah. Like it's so edit much it? work. Yeah, so I've got a couple Can of... You edit out my, um, <laughs> my bull patch. <laughs> <laughs> so like I've got a couple of editors, but then I do some myself. But obviously, when when you're traveling and like Gary Vee's got D Rock with him, yeah. like he pay, like obviously if he goes somewhere, it's everything's twice the cost, yes. isn't it? So it's like you should challenge yourself to do that though, because mm. you, your next level maybe is blagging your video guy in with you to all yeah. these. That would be good. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. But yeah, like, so that's the plan to do a daily vlog and just yeah. see where it goes from there. But I am trying to get more out, but I want to do at least one. That's like yeah. my, my minimum for it. Sure. But the story I wanted to tell yes, you, right? Please. So when I was in Boston, like talking about Gary V, I love Gary V. Mm. And it, it, I was looking at his schedule of when he was speaking. It was like, he's in Boston. I was like, He's in Boston. I was yeah. like, I'm in Boston. And he said he was speaking at this Empower Summit. This is before the Mayweather thing when yeah. I was in Boston. So I'm like, the Empower Summit. I'm like, what's that? I'm like, oh, I don't care what it is. I'll just go. So I go to this Empower Summit. I walk straight into this Empower. Like, tick. Like your Gary well, Vee. <laughs> rewind a bit. I looked at the tickets and they were like a grand. I was like, a grand? I was like, no chance. <laughs> so I walked straight in to this M Power Summit and it turned out it was a martial arts thing. There's people selling like gym equipment, mm. like there was gym owners there doing marketing and stuff. And he was speaking to all these basically martial arts gym owners. And I watched him speak. I blagged it in, sat two rows from the front and I watched Gary Vee speak. Mm. And at the end of it, I collared him and I was just like, oh, hi guy, nice to meet you. I had a good chat with him, like really, really nice guy. And I just said to him at the end, I said, Gary, I'll kick myself if I go and don't ask you this question. He was like, yeah, man, go for it, go for it. So I just said, is there any chance at all I could have some sort of opportunity to work with you in any way, shape or form? And he went, do you know what? He goes, I loved how you asked that question and I love your demeanor. And he said, sure. He said, when I'm on the Amtrak back to New York, he said, like, drop me an email now. And he goes, I'll reply and we'll set something up. Yeah. And he, I emailed him, he emailed me back. I spoke to his office manager, Andy, 
And yeah, like literally I had an opportunity to work there, but yeah. the only reason I didn't take it was because of this TV show that I'm working on. Right. And obviously I didn't want to sort of commit to that, let him down and yeah. do stuff like that. But you know, I, I've So got, basically you just ask. I, you just ask. Yeah. And that, that, that's what I love I that line, by mm. the way, because I like to pick out little things. Um, if someone said to me, I'd kick myself if I didn't ask you this, mm. that would be a brilliant opener. Yeah. Because you know, if, if you said, hey Rob, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to pitch you something, but I'd kick myself if I didn't, if yeah. I, if, if I traveled 2,000 miles to see you and didn't ask this question. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like emotionally guilted <laughs> into giving yeah. you a job. But that's the thing, again, going back to you saying, is anything scripted? Like, that wasn't scripted to the, to, the, yeah. to, to the point when I was speaking to him. I was like, Gary, nice to meet you. And I thought, I'm just going to ask him. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> and then I just went, Gary, I'm going to kick myself. You know, it, it wasn't scripted up to the... Everything I do or say when I go to these places or speak to people is up to the last second. And again, it's if you don't ask, you don't yeah, get no, fact, sure. yeah. fact. And, you know, I asked him and it, and it paid off. And yeah. I've done that throughout my whole life. I've asked people, you know, can I have an opportunity? And they've, I've always had that opportunity. Yeah, there's some that turn you down, don't get me wrong. Mm. But, you know, those opportunities that you get, you never know. No. Have you ever, with, with all of these sort of blagging, getting yourself in these big um, arenas and shows, mm. ever not got through, got turned down? Never. <laughs> no, wow. Never. I, I swear down, like, obviously. You, you might say, now. Everyone's going <laughs> to yeah, be like. If I'd have turned up to somewhere and wanted. not got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a, bit, there's a few pictures me going around Facebook some big security company shared a photo of me saying be uh, watch out for Simon Wilson <laughs> he's an industry nightmare wow. he infiltrates events you're going to have to dye your hair and grow I beard. know well I put glasses on like originally for the sports personality yeah. one but I didn't like him so no. I just took him off yeah. <laughs> but cool, yeah man. so um, anything else you just want to share or talk about the only thing I'd say, if anybody's got an idea, no matter how crazy it is, like literally, if everybody thinks you're weird for thinking it, you've just got to do it. Yeah. It's just as simple as that. You just never know. And like one of the biggest people I follow in New York is called Casey Neistat. He's yeah. a big blogger. Like, yeah. love Casey. Great guy. And one thing he said in his video was like ages ago, which has always stayed with me, is that people think you're weird until you start creating a trend. And I remember when I put my first vlog out, I was sat by my table in my room with an iPhone on a stand. And I was like, this is my first vlog, right? This year I'm gonna do the thing. And everybody was messing me after going, Simon, have you lost your mind? Like, what are you actually doing? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just started a vlog, Simon. Like, vlog, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Like, people laughing at me. And now, those same people ask me, what do I use to make a vlog? Yeah. You, it, you know, something's not cool until it becomes cool. Yeah. And, like, I'm not saying I'm cool, but, you know, it, you don't, like, you've just got to do it, basically. Yeah. You just, whatever you just do it. And, you know, like, I used to skate around on a little penny board. It's like 22-inch penny board. People are like, oh, my God, they're for, like, 10-year-olds. I'm like a 26-year-old <laughs> yeah. kid. But now, oh, that's a sick penny ball. Where'd you get yeah. a penny ball from? Yeah, you know, you just got. I guess you just have the courage to do what you want to do. Hundred percent. Right be different. Yeah. And just I've got this happen. shirt. This like one, shirt. right? And um, everyone keeps telling me I'm some kind of like East Asian military leader or some <laughs> kind of like war. It's a four hundred quid give on she shirt, and people are like completely taking the piss out of me. Out of it. <laughs> I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to start a trend. This is my shirt, and yeah, I like it. Yeah, do it definitely. <laughs> This podcast called The Disruptive Entrepreneur, and mm. I just thought you fit the bill so well. What does the word disruptive mean to you? Just causing problems. <laughs> like, <laughs> but when I say causing problems, I mean, like, creating waves, do you get yeah. me? Making a difference, you know, mm. making a mark in your industry. That's yeah. what it means to me. All right, cool. And where should people follow you? Where do you want people to go to? So if you type you in Simon Wilson into YouTube, my channel should be the first one that comes up. 
Um, Instagram, it's Simon J. Wills, so S-I-M-O-N-J-W-I-L-S. Same for Facebook and same for Twitter. Um, but YouTube's the one. Follow you around the world doing your crazy yeah, stunts. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy yeah. year, that's for sure. Cool, Simon. Look, thanks a lot for your time. I hope you've had a good thanks time. Thanks very much, mate. Appreciate nice to meet it. All your followers as well. On seeing the my bald spot. <laughs> I'll make sure. I yeah. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks very much, mate. Thanks. I like your watch. It's lovely, that. Thank you. Yeah, I've. Got a bit of a watch. Yeah. Addiction, I can't help it. I love the APs, they're so yeah. nice. They are the best. Connor's got a load of APs, he's always yeah. filming some AP. Loves them, doesn't he? Yeah. Him and his mischief have got the matching ones, haven't yeah. they? Crazy. Yeah.